I just want to share some uh, Christmas message. And uh, this regards our celebration or the real Christmas uh, that happens in this world, you know, the first Christmas. When we say Christmas, what does it mean? Or what it means to become, or what is the meaning of Christmas? You know, for most of us, and uh, Christmas is one of the most important, maybe especially Christian or cultural holidays and celebrations of the year. Because even non-Christians celebrate Christmas, you know. Even out there on the Muslim community, they still believe, they also believe that Jesus was born. Did you know that? Even the Muslim people believe that Jesus was born. And, they, and he lived on this earth. But they don't believe that he is God, that he is the Christ, that he is the Messiah. But for us Christians, this is the most important holidays or celebration of the year. But what is the true meaning of Christmas? And actually, AA already told us about the meaning of it. Because Christmas is the celebration of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But Christmas literally means Christian Mass. Christian Mass, it's a shortened form of the word Christ Mass. Okay? So Christmas is a time of spiritual reflection for Christians on the important foundations of our Christian faith. It's also a celebration because uh, we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? This is really a celebration. Even the angels celebrate. Even heaven celebrate that Jesus was born, that Jesus came into this planet or in this earth. Jesus, as the Bible tells, was being prophesied before his birth on this, on this earth. And so I just want to read some scripture which uh, exemplifies Christ even before he was born on this earth. It is found in John chapter 1. I know most of us knew about this chapter or verse. In the book of John chapter 1, beginning from verse 1, it says, it shows us who really Jesus is and what he has done for us. In the beginning, the word already existed. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word here is, uh, the Word, the Logos in the Greek word means He is Jesus Christ, or the Word of God. And it says in verse 2, He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. In verse 4, it says, The Word gave life, or the, uh, the Logos gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. So, in, G in these verses, in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, it declares that Christ, in the past, was with God. So, and indeed, He was God. Amen? We cannot uh, refute it. Nobody can refute that He is really God 
even before he was born. There are lots of scriptures that uh, support this uh, argument or verses. And John writes that all things came into being through him. Amen? Would you imagine that? All things came into being through him. And apart from him, without him, apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Wow! That's wonderful. Who created this everything? I cannot uh, argue about that. But as Christians, we really believe that God created everything through Christ, it says here. And nothing came into being that has come into being because of Him. So, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, it says, Through Him, through Jesus Christ, are all things. And we, through Him. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, it says, In Him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth. Both in the heavens and on earth. Visible and invisible. Wow. The invisible creations or things outside of this earth was created by Him. So that answers the question of who created everything. Amen? Very clear. If they don't believe it, it's up to them. But because we, we as the people or as Christian believers, believers of Christ, we really believe that He is the, the God who created everything and through Him and for Him, everything was made. I continue. In Him, all things were created, both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions. Dominions. Who is that dominions? It says in the scripture also in Ephesians, there are dominions in the heavenly realms. And the thrones, kings, authorities, you know. He created them through Him. Visible and visible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers or authorities. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. All things hold together. So we cannot say to God, Oh God, you know, we cannot, uh, you know, we cannot do anything without Him unless we knew Him. Amen? And these verses represent Christ as Creator, Preserver and the goal of creation. He is the real reason. He is the real goal, the purpose of everything was made through Him, for Him, and for His glory alone. And in the last days, we will see Christ on the throne, and we will receive His, you know, He will receive His kingdom, and we will see Him seated on the throne. Reigning, ruling over us. And the Lord says, All glory and honor belongs to Him. Even the angel will proclaim, All glory belongs to Him. Read your revelation. In the last, only Christ was able, is, is worthy to stand before the throne. He is the only one 
Worthy to stand before the throne. That's why we are here. We are worshiping Him. We are proclaiming Him. We declare Him as Lord, as Savior of the world. No one else. Sorry for my emotion. <laughs> because I was, uh, I was so excited. Because this is really the Christian value of Christmas. This is our foundation. This is our belief. This is our life without Him. Nothing is created. And for His purpose, everything was created. I might proclaim to you for the last time. Maybe this, one, this is my last proclamation or my last preaching to you. But if that is my last preaching to you, I want you to receive the gift of Christ that He has given us for this moment. That we might enjoy, that we might enjoy the presence of God in our lives. Amen? Amen. John chapter 1, verse 14. If you, have a, if you have the Bible, I'm sorry, I, have, I need a water. This, is this mine? John chapter 1, verse 14. This is the real message of Christmas. Not just John 3.16, <laughs> because for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will, will not perish but have eternal life. In John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, The Word, referring to Jesus, the Word, the Logos, became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, the Word became flesh. What a wonderful experience. But for Him, it's really His purpose to become blessed for us to get that real new life in Christ. Amen? Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, and Romans chapter 8, verse 3, it says, When the fullness of time came, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, Jesus, it says, He emptied Himself, taking the form of a bond servant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being made in the likeness of men. Although He is God, He says, He took our bodies and being made in our likeness. Jesus was born not just for us to celebrate the, the goodness of His coming, but especially Jesus was born one of the reasons or of the many reasons in order to pay the price for the things that we have done wrong, our sins. God sent His only Son to be the atonement. The atonement is the one, instead of us being crucified, can you get it? Instead of us being put to death, because the crucifixion is going to, you know, somebody will be put to death when you go to the cross. Instead of us who will suffer those 
sufferings that he has received, he took it for us. God sent his only son to be the atonement for all of our sins so that we would not be separated from God because of our sins that we received or inherited from our first or from the first human which is our which is from Adam and Eve we inherited our sinful nature without Jesus we would all, we will all die for our sins the Bible says, for the wages, Romans chapter 3, verse, uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. The scripture says, for the wages of sin is death. Because there's, uh, that's why there's, uh, we will die. We will all die. The scripture says, amen? No one here is uh, exempted. No one here is exempted. We will all live different, uh, you know, how long we, we will live here on earth. 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, some live 90 years, 100 years, but we'll all die because of our sins. We inherited it. We sin against God. So we will all die. We receive the penalty. Amen? But because of Jesus Christ, we will live again. Amen? So those who belong to Christ, in verse 12 of chapter 1, but those who receive Him and those who believe in His name, He will give the right. Jesus has given us the right to call Him Father, to become His children, to become His sons and daughters. Amen? Those who receive Him and those who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God because of Him because of his sacrifice, because of his suffering, because of his birth and suffering, because of his death, and because of his promises that he will come back again, we will have that eternal life in us. Amen? But if you don't have that one, if you don't believe, if you, do not, if you do not receive yet, personally, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, your hope is still somewhere. Because only Jesus Christ can save. Only Jesus Christ can give us eternal life. Because He is the way. He is the truth. And He is the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. Amen? If we want to receive that, we will receive His uh, emblem, the, the one that He has lived, He given to us before He died or before He go to heaven. He said, do this whenever you eat this. And drink this cup in remembrance of me. Because we believe. Amen? For those who believe and those who receive, we have a remembrance of what he has done for us on that cross. 2,000 years ago, he has given us this communion and says, this is my body and this is my blood which is being poured out for you. Do this, Jesus himself says, do this in remembrance of me. Amen? Shall we all rise up? And give thanks to the Lord for that mess, uh, communion. We can take the communion emblem as we partake of it. This communion uh, emblem. I would just want, if those, uh, those of you 
who do not have that personal relationship to our Lord Jesus Christ, if you do not pray yet to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you do not give your life yet to the Lord, this is your chance. This is your moment to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Because as the scripture says, those who receive him, those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I want you to pray this short prayer. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, say to the Lord, Jesus Christ, I want, you to, I want to receive you as my Lord and personal Savior right now. I ask you to come into my life. I believe in you that you died and rose again for me. And on the third day, and you, you promises us that you will come back to give us eternal life. Jesus Christ, forgive me from all of my sins, from all of my wrongdoings right now. And write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, you will be saved. The Bible says, those who receive it, and you will be saved. Right now, this symbol of the, of the bread and the wine, as the scripture says, before Jesus went, he says, this bread is the symbol of my body, which is given for you, suffered for us. Do this, he said, in remembrance of me. Let us eat the bread which symbolizes the Lord's body. And after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the blood of the new covenant. He made us, that shed for us. This blood cleanses us from our sins because of his death. He washes our sins. And we remember him. And upon doing this, Lord, we thank you that you have come and that you have given us your life because of your blood. And we receive it right now. We remember you and we proclaim your promises, O God, unto us that you will come again for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Let us all drink. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.